I see some, all right? And Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. It's Taz! Look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks. I don't touch my dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. tenured rundown employees welcome to the show adam am i actually considered an employee if i don't get paid i mean you're an unpaid intern i was gonna say we're all we're all interns at this point. yeah yeah but we're me and you are still the longest tenured members of this, pro- this podcast so true. that's right we're back bitches <laughs> how are you buddy oh you know Doing okay. Uh, obviously, I uh, did I miss last week? Yes, I did. I did miss yeah. last week. Yep. Uh, my daughter was at a, a football camp. So yeah. Um, Kicking ass and taking names. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was a good two weeks for me. Uh, last week was last weekend was my vacation, which was awesome. Um, got to eat a lot of food. And um, get super baked, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch a lot of uh, of movies and TV shows. Uh, some that I remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So the um, at a, at a certain point, you just kind of put on movies you've seen before. Once you get to the point where you're like, I'm not gonna be able to follow what's <laughs> going on in this. So it was like, let's watch Stir of Echoes. We've watched that before, and Kevin Bacon's awesome. Um, <laughs> but it, there was some Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum movie that we wound up watching. And I know that that sounds god-awful. Um, and Daniel Radcliffe was in it, too. Harry Potter. Uh, it, it was actually, and maybe the weed helped, uh, it was not terrible. There were some funny moments to it. Uh, it was also kind of dumb, but it was like they two people like trapped in the jungle and they're like uh, abducted in the jungle, I guess. And then they have to like try to get out. But it was it was interesting. I don't remember what the fuck it was called. Not gonna look it up either because I don't want that on my search history. But yeah, it was <laughs> it was alright. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, this past week, you know, it was 4th of July weekend for us, um, didn't do a whole hell of a lot, which is exactly the way I like it, but, uh, yeah, it was good, and, uh, tomorrow I am, uh, taking my oldest to, uh, see if she wants to get into karate, so, 
According yeah. to IMDb, it's called The Lost City. That's what it was, Lost City. Cause, uh, and cause it, the, it came out this year. So. Yes, yes, it was a new movie. Yep. Um, yeah, it's The Lost City. She is, uh, Sandra Bullock is a, a writer and of like romance novels, and she writes a, a, a book called Lost City of D. And Channing Tatum is the model for all of the covers of the romance things. Because, of course, you know, he's a big fucking beefy dude. And, like, he, like, lives vicariously through the character in her books. And Daniel Radcliffe is trying to, like, find some ancient artifact that she mentions in the book. Because I guess her, like, original husband was an archaeologist or something. And she, like, kind of can uh, translate hieroglyphics. I guess it's a, there's a lot more into it than it normally just being like a chick flick. It, I mean, it's still a chick flick. Don't get me wrong. It's Sandra Bullock, but <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a movie that should be on. How did this get made? It might eventually get there, um, <laughs> but you could. I don't know um, how familiar you are with Daniel Radcliffe's work post Harry Potter. Uh, that gentleman is uber rich. And will continue to get money the entirety of his life because he is just <laughs> living off residuals. So Daniel Radcliffe, the actor, is just like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to take whatever role I think is interesting." <laughs> Fuck it, I'll I'll play Weird Al in a biopic. <laughs> exactly, that is exactly what Daniel Radcliffe is, where he's just like, "I don't need the money, I'm just going to do this for fun," which is exactly like what Robert Pattinson did after the mm-hmm. Twilight stuff was like. I don't. Uh, I, I'm. I'm set on money, so I'm just gonna do roles that appeal me to me. So yeah. So Danny Radcliffe in that is fucking bonkers through this whole movie. But you can tell he's having so much fun. Um, much. And this is like I said. He. If you watch any of there's a movie called Swiss Army Man, where he's like a half dead body, and Paul Dano is like able to use him to like a Swiss army knife. Like he like use it. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, like I said, yeah, right. Cause just like, fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. But which makes me, you know, uh, enjoy his work a lot. Um, and then, uh, the kid that was Draco Malfoy, am, he does the same. I kind am of looking, thing. I'm looking forward to the, uh, to the weird album. movie though. Yeah, it looks. It, that's the funny part about it. Like, uh, you know more about Weird Al Yankovic, Yankovic, sorry, than I do. Was he that jacked when he was younger? Because I don't feel like he was that jacked when he was younger. <laughs> <laughs> but here's Daniel Radcliffe, fucking jacked to the gills, which he wasn't before. So that's a new <laughs> new thing for him. Like walking out there with the fucking perm, and he's just being like, "Wait, was Weird Al jacked?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe quick changes in those concerts. You never know. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it takes a lot to be a musician, and he he was energetic one. You know, you gotta you gotta build up the the those arms and the chest to play the accordion. You know, that's true, man. I mean, it's it's heavy, but yeah, that looks that looks so fucking dumb. But I'm sure it'll be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> which is which now, is right up my alley sometimes. There you go. Now, breaking news uh, from from your house today. Apparently. You have a penis? I do. So this is this is the issue that um, you will you will have happen in your life if you are a parent and you have children of 
different ages. So my nine-year-old is sort of getting geared up to understand that, like, hey, puberty is closer to your doorstep <laughs> than it was before, and yeah. so you should probably learn some things. And we're not going to rely on public schools to teach you because they're not going to teach you, or they're going to teach you really terribly. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, when I was in high school, mind you, this was... 20 years ago, mm -hmm. um, we did have a health class where we learned certain things, but then when it came to talking about men and women and their body parts, they took kids out of the class. Like they only let the boys stay for the boys part yep. and then they took them out and put the, and I was like, yep. I, I kind of feel like I should know about that, this stuff. I'm going to get pretty close with them someday. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was an issue. So, of course, like... The the, the, the health teacher at my high school mm -hmm. was the boys' football coach. Same. And it was the most awkward class ever. For sure. It was so bad. Because you uh, could tell he had not signed on to this voluntarily. Right, yep. The, the, somebody had come to him and said, hey, Al, we pay you a lot of money. You can't just coach football. Yeah. Health class. Yeah. Uh, Asher asked if that was back in 1980s. I was born in 1984, so one, fuck you. Uh, two, I was in high school from 1999 until 2003, which, again, like I said, is, is 20 years ago. I was accurate with what I said. <laughs> 80s was 40 years ago so just remember <laughs> i mean i understand i am i am fast approaching the 40 year mark but i got a little more oh time. let's we don't got to talk about that right um yeah so my my health teacher was the same way and the uh, the also issue with it was the fact that uh it was a, an incredibly good looking dude so the women having to have this incredibly good-looking dude that some of them had crushes on, having to talk <laughs> about their fucking vulvas and, and beards and stuff like that, was priceless to listen to them all like, oh my gosh, I was just he was talking about our vaginas. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, no, my, my, my high school health teacher was not a good-looking Oh, dude. I'm sure. My high school... Take, take the coach from... You remember that Adult Swim show, Home Movies? Yes, Coach McGurk. <laughs> take, yeah, take Coach McGurk and just age him like 30 years older sure. than, than Coach McGurk is in that show. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, so... So yeah, so there was... Uh, we have... We wound up finding uh, this thing in Half Price Books that was like... A, it like shows a skeletal system and the muscular system and like different aspects like inner ear and stuff like that. And it also shows a vagina and a penis. So, of course, like, we're, me and the nine-year-old, who's going to be ten in a couple months, are, like, going through it. And I was like, and that's, that's a, and she's like, what's that? I'm like, that's a penis. And, of course, my five-year-old, who just turned five this past uh, two days ago, was like. And you said, why, did they, why do you think they call me Sammy, baby? That's right. Uh, <laughs> so then my five-year-old was just like. Well, where's mine? He's like, well, girls don't have that. He's like, so boys do? And I'm like, yeah. So you do? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and she goes running out of the room. Mind you, 
runs to nobody because we're all in the living room <laughs> and just starts yelling from one corner to the other, Daddy's got a penis. Which is not the worst thing that she could say, obviously, because that's not a, that's not an incorrect statement, right? <laughs> but said to the wrong person would might raise some questions of, did you see it? <laughs> and that's a no for those just for the FBI agent listening in on this. That's a no. Yeah. But yeah, like and my nine year old was just like, why did you sit tell that to her? I was like, I'm not gonna lie to her. Right. <laughs> like what right. what point is that to you know and also like she's gonna go to kindergarten i would rather her be say that i have one that i don't because that'll that'll yeah. raise even more questions that i don't want to answer <laughs> yeah we've we've always tried to do body positivity mm-hmm. and, and, and whatnot in this house and not been like boys have a hoo yeah. and girls have a wah-wah you know yeah. and the boy there was one morning I think he was like three, three or four, and he comes into bed with us where we just woken up. He pulls back the cover and just so very solemnly goes, "Mama, what happened to your penis?" <laughs> oh man, I mean, I I can imagine it's different. You you have a boy, I have two girls, so I, I imagine that there is obviously there's going to be a difference in in what they're looking for in certain things but i mean obviously they you know they've been around my wife and stuff like that mm-hmm. and she tries oh my god she tries to be like modesty please stop running through the house naked like please put your clothes back on like please as soon as you walk in don't take all of your clothes off because you came up <laughs> in the pool like it, she tries but like i said like you like you said we we are that same way where we're like we it, it's more important for us to use the clinical terms on things than to try right. to like sugarcoat it so they know, you know, like to say vagina and things like that. But of course, that there are still giggles because yeah, they're kids. It's going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, like I said, the first one was it was like, what's that? That's the vagina and vagina. <laughs> Just like yeah, it's funny. Sure, laugh about it. It's fine, you know. But. Yeah, I mean that it's kids. It's it's raising kids, and they're gonna have those kinds of questions. But like I said, I mean I'm not, you know, it was it was like a cross section of a dong, which is not sexually stimulating at all. It's <laughs> you know, but yeah, like like I said, man. I mean it's it's that's just growing up, and I'm sure I'm sure I'll hear about it tomorrow. My wife will text me while I'm at work and be like, so. <laughs> <laughs> but she's done the same thing where she's been like, oh my gosh, like, um, she'll just talk about it. She's like, so I had to sit there and have a conversation about periods today because uh, I got joined in the bathroom and that was fun. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing? What's that? What are you taking out? What are you putting in? What are you doing? <laughs> Why do you do that? All of that fun. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we've, we've explained to, our nine-year-old like what that is and and been like dude the clock's ticking sweetie like it's coming <laughs> you're gonna be real mad once it does but eventually it'll, yeah. it'll just be part of your life dude so yeah but hey what are you gonna do um you sir as you as you let our chat know if you are watching over on twitch.tv slash rundown wrestling 
you, sir, have a big day coming up soon. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have I to. Finally explain got it. my period. Yes. That's right. <laughs> uh, you don't have to give us a number, but Thursday. Yeah, Thursday's Thursday's my birthday. Yay! Oh, it's, oh wait. it's one of them. It's it's one of them decade birthdays that makes you just feel like you're dying. Nice. <laughs> And I get to go to the DMV and renew my license. Oh, nice. <laughs> Gotta love when that shit fucking lines up like that. Uh, <clears throat> can't you do it? At least since the last time, you can do it online, but if you do it online, it's like you, if you do it online, you, you don't get a new picture. Oh, yeah. And my picture is from when I got my license the last time. Oh, boy. Which was 2017. Oh, nice. When I was about 25 pounds heavier and didn't have facial hair. Oh, sure. It's... No, Astro. <laughs> wrong day. <laughs> uh, I have the same issue so, because I refuse to go to the DMV. But, uh, thanks to quitting alcohol, I now look more like my picture, which was me yeah. 20 pounds lighter than I was... <laughs> But since the last time, since I got my license in 2017, the, the DMV has now instituted, uh, you go on their website to schedule your appointment for when you're going to show up at the DMV. Mm. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll just do that. Not thinking, I need to give myself a lot of, a lot of lead time on this, because I did it like two weeks ago, and the earliest one was tomorrow. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> And it's always fun scheduling these things because I don't know what days off I'm going to have week to week. Right. So I'm like, well, I know I'll have my birthday off because I get to take that as a paid holiday. So I guess I'll schedule it for my birthday. There you go. So I get to drop my car off at the at the the uh, garage at eight o'clock for a oil change and an inspection, mm. and then walk across the parking lot to the DMV. Nice. That's right. You live in a state right. that requires inspections for driver's license. Sure do. We do not. I do not. I should say. Yeah. Neither does Astro. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which is which I was very surprised when I learned that. Yeah. Um. That's one of those. That's one of those weird cultural things. So, um, you know, in in the movies, <laughs> whenever somebody gets pulled over, it's always license or registration, please. In Wisconsin, they don't do that. <laughs> it's license and proof of insurance, please. Now it is. Before it was just licensed. Now they actually ask you for a proof of insurance. But it's it was such a weird thing the first time you get pulled over. You're just like, wait, do I have my registration? And it's like, no, in Wisconsin you don't have to show a registration because because they, they can look it up. You know, they just look it up and see that your car is registered. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's just one of those weird like cultural things where it's like, yeah, how do, you don't expect that. Well, and like I said, with the the new thing now with like um, proof of insurance, all that shit's online now. <laughs> so I'm like the let. Yeah, I'm like I got the progressive app on my that's phone. What, that's literally what I had to do. So this fucking yeah. ridiculously hot cop pulled me over a couple months ago. And literally, yeah. What did he say? He, he was like, "You want to suck my dick?" No, he's like, he's he did the whole fucking license and proof insurance. And I handed my license. I was like, "Fuck." Um, so it's on my phone. Could you give me a little bit? 
And, of course, the Allstate app that I use, when I pull up my my uh, cards or whatever they're on there, big bold letters on the top of it says, expired. And I'm like, the fuck it is? <laughs> so I had to, like, download a PDF version of it in order to show them. And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, I was like, wait, is my stuff in shit? I was like, no, it's not. No, I can see it. It says that I'm up to date on my payment. Like, I just paid it a couple takes days my ago. Money yeah. Every month, it better right. not be. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I had to, like, hand him the phone, and he, like, looks at it. He's like, okay, cool, man. <laughs> it's like so weird. And then he fucking forgot to give me back my license after he said, he said have a good day. And he walked That's away, nice. and I'm like, um, sir? Hey. <laughs> then he comes around and makes, like, you might need this. <laughs> uh,. Of course, my work is work is freaking out too, because I drive for a living, mm-hmm. and my license is expiring soon. So I'm getting I'm getting notifications from the app that we use to punch in and punch out. I'm getting notifications from the app that we use to you know deliver the packages. Mm-hmm. I'm getting emails from HR. Like, did you know that? Um, yes, I'm aware. Nice. Here is, I have an appointment. I just couldn't do it until this day. I will take a picture of it and send it to you so we can be okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, Astro says that they got pulled over yesterday for speeding. Uh, I assume you just kind of batted a couple eyelashes at, at the officer and, and got a warning, right? Yeah, pull a little nipple out. I'm so sorry. My top just fell off while I was driving. <laughs> and, you know, silly me. <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, <laughs> No, you know, for for all the times that I've been pulled over, and it's an astonishing amount, um, I've <laughs> I've uh, only gotten one speeding ticket in my life. Um, somehow, and it's it's probably because Wisconsin doesn't have like a a quota to hit like they used to. It used to be a big thing where uh, at the end of each month you'd have to be really fucking cautious because cops are trying to, <laughs> to get their quota for the month. Now they don't do that shit anymore. Yeah. Um, now it's now it's all about pull over people here and there so that your other drivers on the road will see that you're pulling somebody over and they'll slow down. <laughs> like they've they've figured that out yeah. now. So yeah, so most of my things have been warnings and everything, but I did get one. Actually two, sorry. I got I got one for speeding and another one because there was like a four-lane fucking highway, and there was a bunch of cars. I was in a pack of cars, but it was the last car. And there was somebody that started running through the intersection as we were going through, and the cop pulled me over because I was the last one to like, as soon as that person got in the intersection, and I'm like, yeah, like, what am I supposed to do? Slam on the fucking brakes? Like, they started running, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, Asher says that they cried. And they dropped it from a seventy two fifty five. Well, you know, that's all it takes sometimes. No, no, no. Dropped it to a seventy. Oh, in to a, a seventy and a fifty five. The, the fuck were you actually doing? That's true. That's you going eighty five and a fifty five. Like what the fuck? Well, apparently Astro can't drive fifty five. So. Yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, so I guess we should be talking about some wrestling, huh? I, I guess, guess so. Might as well. as well. This past week, uh, AEW presented Blood and Guts, um, which, if you recall, if you recall, the people that claim that the other company is very petty 
have a pay-per-view named after a thing Vince McMahon said where he said he didn't think people liked all the blood and guts. Mm-hmm. Not petty at all. But still, they uh, it's it's better than Queef by the Reef. But uh, <laughs> this also was the first time in 19 weeks that AEW was able to cross the 1 million viewership mark. All it took was a gimmick match that apparently a lot of people liked, featuring an, an astonishing number of former WWE talents, even though they can't make new stars, in the main events. And they just barely squeaked by over one million, while a random-ass episode of SmackDown got two million. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon they're going to be beating Raw on a consistent basis. <laughs> that was a, a year ago that they said, uh, Jericho said that. And yes, they beat them in the demo a couple of times because remember, Bra doesn't care about the demo because they're a PG show, meaning that they care more about the under 18 demo <laughs> than the other one. But, you know, the TV 14 show definitely cares more about the demo there because the advertisers are going to go hey this show is tv 14 which means we probably shouldn't put ads on there for pampers <laughs> so <laughs> we got to do things that are going to be more targeted towards the youngins and of course they reach that one minute mark while having less people in the demo so they reach that one minute mark by getting <gasps> people over 50 to watch their show <laughs> all of the old ecw fans Tuned in to watch some hardcore wrestling, apparently. Who, I promise you, will not Probably return not. this week. <laughs> so, um, we can go. And good God, was it Yeah, awful. so I, I think that both of us have, have gone on record before saying that we're not a big fan of the overly hardcore, like, blading in matches, just like fuckfests that AW tends to do sometimes. This one was no different, as almost everybody bladed in it. And <coughs> here's here is my thing with it. Like, I I fully believe that blading should be banned. I don't think that it has any place in today's wrestling. I don't think it has any place in today's entertainment business. You don't see fucking Tom Cruise going on Top Gun and blading in the middle of a scene. No, they have people who put that makeup on him. Like, you know? And as we've seen, you can do the same thing with blood capsules in the mouth, and you can do the same thing with blood capsules that you pop open and smear on your face. And it, it achieves the same thing. And let me let me tell you something. Most people are not going to look back at this match and, like, remember fondly how much fucking blood somebody lost. Like, you're just shortening your own career for uh, a couple of internet points for a week, maybe. And then people are going to forget about this, probably by next year's Blood and Guts match. Well, I'm not even I'm not even saying it was a bad match because it was overly hardcore. I'm saying it was a bad match. I mean, you had Eddie Kingston 
with the laziest fucking kendo stick shots in the middle of the match, <laughs> and then the overselling of that. Um, you had Santana blowing out his knee, probably. Although we're we won't yep. hear it from anyone but him on on how badly it was, because that's just not what AEW does. They don't they don't talk about anyone getting injured. You had John Mox. You can see John Moxley having a nice conversation with a barbed wire bat in his yep. neck. And then telling everyone he had a concussion. And then it, and then uh, AEW's PR person, Dave Meltzer, quickly saying, no, 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 he misspoke. No, I'm pretty, I, I, I listened <laughs> to it. He clearly said, I'm probably concussed. Uh, <laughs> and guess what? He was dripping blood on it and clearly looked concussed. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this, this was... <laughs> Man, oh man, I tell you. So we had. If you wanna, if you wanna watch a nice uh, collection of the botches from this match, uh, you can no longer find that on Twitter, but uh, it is on Instagram. Right. So we already found out that uh, Adam Colbebe had a, a serious concussion, which we, you guys talked about last week, that it was very yep. fucking clear that that happens. Um, mm-hmm. and you had. And he also has a shoulder injury from, you know, doing the little point thing all the time. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, God. Um, so he's going to be out for a while. Um, and now your interim champion potentially has a concussion, although it sounds like he's going to work through it because, of course, he is. Of course he is. Which, by the way, that was the very reason why he started drinking in the first place, he has admitted, was that he got hurt and was trying to, like, numb the pain away. So that's great. You have Jeff Hardy, who already had a concussion, who was uh, drinking heavily for that very reason as well. He's gone now. Daniel Bryan, who we don't know what he got is is hurt on him, he's gone. Uh, CM Punk stubbed his toe, he's gone. And now you're going to have Santana gone, which it sounds like potentially Santana was leaving anyways. Like, he's he's been, I guess, unhappy, which doesn't happen in AEW. Everyone is happy. Nobody is upset. If Santana's leaving, it's because his worst thing just wasn't up to snuff. Um, but he, <laughs> yeah, it's because he's <laughs> a shitty wrestler. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this was, of course, you know, Claudio Castagnoli um, in his second match in AEW. You know, I I like Claudio, but boy, did he stick out in this match as one of the only competent yeah. wrestlers in the ring. Um, then you had a moment where him and Jake Hager get together and the crowd starts chanting, We the People. And it's like, I thought you were yep. supposed to hate WWE. Aren't you, the, aren't you yeah. the fans that hate them and you're actively hoping that these two get into a feud with each other now because of their time in WWE. Makes no sense. Um, so, Orange Cassidy beat Ethan Page because fuck everybody else. Orange Cassidy's a star. Um, <laughs> credit, credit to Ethan Page for kicking of out. Of course, Arthur. because... Here's... My deal with Orange Cassidy is he's a perfectly... Acceptable wrestler. He, he he can wrestle. He's a good wrestler. I, I mm-hmm. would put him in the good mm-hmm. category. It's his gimmick. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's been doing that gimmick for a decade. 
and it hasn't changed. <laughs> he is lazy wrestler in a Canadian tuxedo. That's it. Not now. He's not wearing a denim oh, jacket. Sorry. sorry. He has taken that off now. Yes. He's wearing a t-shirt with his That's own true. face yeah. on it. Chuck Taylor returned uh, from injury. Something that you're going to hear a lot of in AEW. And tweeted, see, yeah. I wasn't fired. I could not believe. You, you want to talk about the spin that some of these people get. In in a post talking about all the entries that AEW had, you literally had people being like, think of all the return pops that people are going to get. Like, <laughs> okay. But the problem is that these people are hurt. <laughs> and like probably doing everlasting damage to their bodies but you're excited because that means they're going to get a cool reception when they come back like good on you i guess man oh yeah i don't i didn't care about that match uh lucha soros did the full cane he turned and is not joined with christian cage christian cage uh teaming up with a uh, big muscly dude definitely never done before uh, in a pay-per-view style show, this was the first of two squash matches. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, we talked. Sal and I talked last week about how the the idea of an of an evil Luchasaurus is very interesting, very intriguing. Sure. It could be if if done correctly, but. As with so many other things that we have discussed with AEW in the past, they there was nothing, there was no build to this. It was just all of a sudden Christian talks to him next to the ring, and then seven days later, oh yeah, Luchasaurus is evil now. In in a week's time, he managed to get a new song, get a new Tron, get a new outfit. <laughs> in a week's time. And yep. repaint his mask. And it's like, okay, sure. He he just decided this past week. He's just like, you know, fuck it. I'm Kane now. Uh, KT on the side says, I preferred Adeshanya's Undertaker tribute over Kingston's. Uh, yeah, so if you're if you're not a UFC fan, uh, Israel Adeshanya is uh, the current champion. He's I think Bantamweight maybe. I don't know. He's one of the one of the the, the champions for UFC. He talked at length about like his love of wrestling and how he is probably WWE bound once he is done. Um, but he, he did say like probably not full time, but probably a little bit more than like a Brock deal or something like that. Um, which of course spawned a bunch of people being like, no, go to AEW. It's much better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The difference well, Middle- middleweight, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The difference is, is that WWE will actually train him. That's it. Oh, and, you know, he'll probably be at WrestleMania. Uh, Asher asking if we do predictions for this one. For Blood and Guts, no, we didn't do predictions for it um, because there was only one match that really could have gone either way. Everything else was kind of boring conclusion, and two of the matches weren't even announced. So, no, we didn't uh, We didn't do predictions for it. We only did predictions for um, Money in the Bank, which we're going to be getting to in a little bit. So... Um, the world's greatest tag team FTR teamed up with Danhausen to take on Max, Max Caster and the Gun Club 
aka the Ass Boys, because everything is a joke. Uh, they won FTR and Danhausen. And Dax Harwood says that he has a separated shoulder. So there's another one. Yeah. And of course, the two guys that uh, talk all the time about how WWE sucks and stuff like that are counting their three different tag team titles they won in WWE as part of their seven star champions because they've won seven different title belts. So there's that. Uh, Jade Cargill squashed Layla Gray. I would like Layla Gray to squash me. <laughs> Just put it out there. And uh, then we had the Blood and Guts match. So, um, yeah. Yep. There that, you was, go. that was that was Blood and Guts, go. man. I mean, it's it's difficult because obviously I'm still at a point where. There is nothing that is drawing me in to being like AEW is must much watch must watch for me. Um, and to be fair, there's there's very little in WWE that's that to me. There are there are some things that make me interested uh, that are going on, but there's really no storyline um, or even any worker right now that's currently not injured an AEW that is making me like be like, I need to watch the show because this guy might show up, you know? Mm-hmm. So I I watched Dynamite. I watched Rampage. Without looking at the results, I could not tell you that. <laughs> sure. And even looking at the results, I I know that I watched the we don't steal anything from WWE Bill Rampage yeah. match. Couldn't have told you who won without looking right at on. these results. So they had a Royal Rampage match. Tell me. Which is completely different from a Royal Rumble because there's two yes. rings. So they still had the two rings set up. And essentially, it turned into we're gonna put throw ten dudes in one ring and ten dudes in the other ring, and then when it gets down to two people, those guys are gonna fight or some shit like that. It was it was WCW World War Three. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly what it was. So it's like yeah, they 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 uh, had World War Three and Royal Rumble. Thank yeah. God, thank God, it wasn't that two that two ring battle royal that Sal and I had to watch on one episode of Title Subject to Change, where it was like when you get thrown out, you oh, go into yes. this ring and you have to fight the other dude in that ring, and if you win, then you get to go back to the first ring. Yep. Because I would have just put a hole in the TV. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah so the, this was the match that was War Games and Royal Rumble. If they had really drunken sloppy sex. Um, then <laughs> this was the result of that. So the people, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even get it at first when they were like coming out for the yeah. blue team. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. There's teams. So the winner of this match would be facing the interim champion. Which is really like, so the interim champion is going to defend the interim belt, which I don't think happens normally. <laughs> normally that interim champion has it, 
until the other one comes back, because the only reason you have an interim champion is because the other person is going to be coming back soon. But we're going to get a title match before CM Punk is back. And in a in a week where we knew that there was going to be um, some some possible new challengers in WWE for title belts, we got a brand new champion, new challenger for an AW title belt, and it's Brody King. <laughs> Brody King, who last week almost killed a guy in the middle of the ring. Brody King, who is 35 and is just in the pinnacle of peak health and shape. He wound up beating, here's a list of people, Matt Hardy, Dante Martin, Tony Nese, Max Caster, Dustin Rhodes, because of course he's in there, <laughs> The Butcher, The Blade, Swerve... Not, not what's his nope, name from ROH, not Judas, Silas, what's yeah. his name? Yeah. Silas, thank uh, you. Swerve Strickland, who probably should have won this. Ricky, Ricky Starks, yep. who probably should have won this. Powerhouse Hobbs, who probably should have won this. Keith Lee, who probably should have won this. Darby, yep. Game Darby two. Allen, who should probably be in jail. Uh, Penta Oscuro, who they're just like, ah, eh, whatever, fuck you. Orange Cassidy, which, fuck him. Uh, Konoski Takashita. Adam Page. John Silver. Frankie Kazarian. And Rush. He beat. I want to give you credit for not not pronouncing that guy's name. And yeah. Just take a shit. Out. Because I know you want. Well, yes, but I also I also watch enough Japanese wrestling to know that it's Takashita. I don't know if it's I I think it's Konosuke, but that it could easily be Konosuke. Yeah, it's it's Konosuke. It's Konosuke. Yeah. Konosuke. Um, that was one of those those fun things. Is um. Remember we had we had dice game Yeah, game, so. yeah. Well, see, that's the thing too is uh, the Brewers used to have a guy uh, Norichka Aoki, and if you look at his first name, you'd be like, it's Norichika, <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, so I, I have a little bit of like experience with that, and plus like I played like Pokemon games and stuff like that, and they tend to sometimes throw Japanese names at you on that one too, where you're just like, oh, okay, but you when you're reading them, you're like. I guess it's this, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah. Adam Page, who two weeks ago said, "I don't give a shit about the interim yep. championship." So, <laughs> yeah, you, I, you, perfect point. You have Keith Lee. You've got a sort of sort of Strickland. Sorry, you've got Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Dante Martin, and you go with Brody fucking King. Not only that. You have rankings. You have power. Yep. You have power rankings, and currently, you have you have four champions in the men's singles division, and you have Wardlow, Hangman Page, Jay Lethal, Lance Archer, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Only two of those people were in this match. Second place with Hangman Page. Fifth place power has stopped. No Jay Lethal, no Lance Archer, no Wardlow. Why do you have power rankings and this isn't Wardlow versus John Moxley? Without the need to do 
this fucking Wish.com Royal Rumble, why isn't Wardlow getting any title shots? Not Scorpio Sky, not Pac, not fucking Moxley. Why is he not getting anything? <laughs> KT is is, uh, is is Troy trying to make sense of the hate of you know Yankees? I'm I'm trying man. If Astro if Astro still has the rules to their uh, AEW run, I'm drinking him. Uh, now might be a good time yeah. to break them out. Uh, this same event saw Tony Storm beat Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose still ranked higher than Tony Storm. <laughs> Explain that to me. Anyways, I'm going to close that window because it's just going to make my uh, uh, blood pressure go up. Well, no, those rankings came out before the before mm-hmm. this episode of Rampage, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, the Young Bucks uh, defended against uh, Bashiman. It, no, no, they didn't. It was an eliminator oh, match. So it was if, if, they, if they beat the Young Bucks, then they'd get a title shot. Right, because... Which is, of course... <laughs> Completely revolutionary in the world. Right, because uh, doing a championship contender match is bullshit. Doing an eliminator match, completely different. (laughs) So again, even though the Forbidden Door pay-per-view ended with the Forbidden Doors closed, they're like, ah, fuck it, we got more Japanese guys hanging around here. (laughs) So Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi lost, which I'm sure brings... New Japan's record to like once, nine and forty-seven. Yeah, once again, <laughs> once again, this this partnership turning out real great for the company that's yep. not AEW. All right, um, KT asking why I would do this to myself. I don't know, man. I'm probably a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew. Um, tonight, if you are watching us live on Twitch or yesterday. If you are listening to us on your podcast of choice, podcast app of choice, you should say. Uh, NXT had the Great American Bash go on. We're not going to talk about anything, obviously, from the show because uh, we don't want to spoil it for anyone if they want to watch it. Um, NXT continues to be a lot of fun. I'll be back soon, obviously, with uh, uh, with recaps of it again. But um, mm-hmm. What we can say is, uh, last week, uh, your girl Nikita Lyons came yes, back. Yes, she did. Um, this is this is the thing, and I know I know people will continue to to kind of harp on it that like it's not black and gold. It's like, well, yeah, because AEW is now NXT black and gold. Um, but like yeah. that was the thing was Triple H knew who NXT was for, and it was for that smirky crowd. And once AEW came around, and they lost hey. all those fans. Yes. AEW AEW is wish.com. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so once once they realized that like all those crowd were like, oh well AEW's kinda doing it a little bit better because they don't have that like WWE like stink on it, I guess. That's why WWE was like, Okay, we're then going to change everything and we're going to make it where it's not like your indie darlings, but instead it's what it used to be but with like a little bit of a fresher shine on it because we're going to throw some guys in there that used to be on, you know, that, that were on the main roster or currently on the main roster. And we're going to try to bring in a different set of fans. And even if those, we don't get the fans, we don't care because these guys are eventually going to be main roster people or they're going to get fired and wind up in AEW and be game changers. So, <laughs> so 
so yeah, so they've turned around and and went full on with like, we want people that are characters, we want people that are going to do what we need them to do on the main roster, which is have people be entertained. And that's exactly what they do. Because there are some entertaining motherfuckers on the show. Like, <laughs> uh, Toxic Attraction have been awesome. They're, they're such an awesome like throwback to the old days, but they can actually wrestle. Um, Tiffany Stratton has... The, the the craziest thing is to watch some of these people week to week and see how much they fucking improve. And you watch somebody like Tiffany Stratton or, dare I say, Lash Legend um, or Nikita Lyons and Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez and you're just like, holy shit, like these people are just like becoming awesome. And Shawn Michaels obviously is a huge testament to that. Um, and uh, Matt Bloom as well as um, fuck, what's her name? <laughs> I want to say Sarah Merton, but it's who's the who's the Sarah? Yeah, what's her yeah sorry, Sarah. Um, yeah, the the uh, NXT women's trainer that does like all of like uh, all of the women's stuff like that. Someone, someone is yelling at the yeah. Show. I I apologize for that, Sarah Amato. Sorry, I. Thank you there. I want shout, shout out to Bruno who came into the chat trying to say boobs but put the uh, letters in the wrong line. So came in with a with a hearty boobs, boobs. Um, so yeah. So um, if you go in and the and the boobs yeah, to you, if you go into NXT 2.0, understanding that like this isn't going to be your indie darling show. That's not what it is. This is going to be uh, half developmental. And half like polishing skills, you know. But we're gonna do it, and we're gonna give people a little bit more free reign, you know. And and it's just and it, it's a lot more fun, in my opinion. It's a lot more. It, it tends to be a lot more lighthearted, but there are still aspects of it, like anything, that they can get serious on things. And some of the best storylines have been going on down in NXT 2.0, you know. Um, Braun Breaker is definitely a success story. The guy has just improved massively in the ring. Um, and mm-hmm. Carmelo Hayes continues to be a bright fucking shining star down there. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Santos Escobar. That motherfucker is just like, he is showing everyone like, oh, you guys are looking for your next Hispanic star? It's this guy here. <laughs> you yeah. know? And then like, and they murdered. Yes, they Trump. did. <laughs> um, yeah, and and threw him off a fucking yep. bridge. He was wearing the cement shoes. Yeah, Tony D'Angelo. And this is the thing: is like, if you if you watch Tony D'Angelo when he started, you'd be like, oh my god, he's a fucking like generic mafia guy or like that. And you watch him now, you're like, yeah. okay, he's a mafia guy, but he's like an in it, but he's entertaining a mafia guy, you know? Yeah. They've gone. They've they've made a a successful transition, evolution, whatever you want to call it, from not so subtly yeah. hinting that he's in the mob right. to oh he's a mafioso. Yeah, and and it's so much yeah, better. Yeah, and this that's way. the thing. It's like you get these people who who will be like up in arms over the fact that like oh they're having a fucking mafia gimmick. It's like yeah, you know what? One of the most 
like popular shows on TV was for a long time? The fucking Sopranos. <laughs> oh, you think that that's how those people actually talked? Some of them did, sure. Most of them, no. Like, they were putting on accents and stuff like that. The man literally said, sleep yes. with the fishes on NXT yes, last week. And it's, it's supposed to be that way. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be, you're supposed to laugh at that, you know? And yeah. I did. Now, he... Which is why, which is why we didn't like it when yeah. it started because it was hitting you over the head with, I don't know, this guy might be in right. the mafia, to the point where it was like, I'm not stupid, I can see what you're fucking <laughs> right. doing. Yeah, and then they pivoted on that, and they pivoted with uh, with Escobar too, where it turned into it's like, yeah, he's the fucking Mexican mafia. <laughs> like, yeah, they they literally just like were just like, nah, fuck it, just do it, and. Yeah, Tony D'Angelo is mm-hmm. Sopranos. Santos Escobar is right, exactly. And that's but that's <laughs> always been a thing that's worked in wrestling, you know, of like finding the shows that are popular, and you know, and and making a character off of them, basing things off it. Everybody loves to talk about you know the original Bray Wyatt and everything like that. It's like you do realize that's Cape Fear, right? Like that's he's literally aping off of a, the bad guy from that movie. Like that's this is nothing new, people. You know, and also yes, Will and Mercy. yes, exactly. Well, yeah, and then eventually he turned into, which is like, yes, he's a slasher fucking monster. Like he's Jason. Yeah. He's yes. Jason Voorhees. Like yeah. yeah, that was the thing where it's just like you do you people do realize that like the thing that you're claiming you hate, you actually love. Like <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so um. Peep that out. People at NXT 2.0's uh, The Great American Bash. Um, looks like there's a lot of really good matches on there. Um, and like I said, there's just there's just a lot of really, really good up-and-coming stars that are down there. And they're, they're doing a good thing. Much like how WWE likes to pair um, like their veteran stars with their young guys to try to get them over. You know, like, oh, we're going to put Damian Priest. I know he's not young, but at the time, he was newer. We're going to put Damien Priest with um, at the edge. And now it's, oh, we're going to put Ciampa with the Miz and stuff like that. They, they love to do that, but they'll pair somebody up with a veteran kind of thing. Down at NXT 2.0, they're just like, nah, fuck it. We're going to put two fucking young guys into your end together. <laughs> and they're just going to fucking either sink or swim, you know? Or we're going to try to put people together that we think will be entertaining, like Tiffany Stratton and Grayson Waller, where you hate them both. But they're really, really good at what they do. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, Bruno is uh, coming in hot here. So, <laughs> let me see if I can clean this up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know I don't know what the reference is that he's trying to make, which is what it was. Uh, okay, so. Let's see here. He's got kevin ash and Kurt. oh it's the main event of mafia sting kevin ash and kurt angle that's uh, that's main event mafia oh okay. uh, from impact that's what gotcha. it was yep tna all right that's okay uh, you know you kind of black those things out much like jeff hardy doing most of his career um mm-hmm. well you want to talk about money in the bank sir uh i just want to point out on on last last week we had I think it was on Raw, a last chance battle royal to qualify for Money in the Bank. Last chance mm-hmm. battle royal. 
And then this week on SmackDown, a fatal four-way match to qualify yes. for Money in the Bank. <laughs> and that still wasn't everybody. Because <laughs> we just threw yep. a person there. Now, I know uh, Kevin Owens getting hurt threw a little bit of wrench in the plans because it was going to be mm-hmm. either Owens and one of the fucking three faces of Elias. Um, but, yeah, because of him getting hurt instead, they're just like, all right, uh, Ezekiel, you're in. Like was this like was this SmackDown thrown together at like seven forty five? It seemed that way. Like because we open we open with the as the, the classical Money in the Bank participants on ladders promo mm-hmm. spot, which suddenly get the Miz and Ezekiel get involved and Madcap Moss and Adam Pierce comes out and announces. One of the things I've laughed at the hardest in WWE in a little while was the graphic on the sp- on the screen. Good old fashioned battle royal. Nice. I just love that they specifically gimmicked at that. But then we got you got of course your pre Money in the Bank tag match with the participants in the women's match except yep. for Becky Lynch, and then your Money in the Bank qualifying Fatal Four Way match. That's all. The, that those are all the matches that were on SmackDown. Yeah, it, having strong go home shows hasn't really been the deal for a while now, and I don't know why. But it's it's definitely. I don't know. At some point in time, it seems like that that idea has like shifted, where it's like okay, instead we're just going to make sure we don't waste anything, and we're just going to like use that time as like a giant fucking billboard for reminding everyone of the pay per view is there but not actually do anything to get you excited for it. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, going back to NXT for a second, drove me crazy. The closing segment of NXT last week uh, with with Breaker and Grimes to to promote the their title match this week. And Grimes throws Breaker hard mm-hmm. in the buckle, and Breaker gets that nice lump on his arm, gets that semi-arm so that they can do the injury spot and Grimes can get his line in. But no, we can't. We have to do it again because we've specifically gimmicked the top yep. rope to break, and we need to break. So I'm going to pick you up and throw you into the buckle again. It looked fine without the yep. rope breaking. You could have exactly. left it at that. Yeah, we can. We can believe people get injured without there being something that like focuses on the injury. We've seen it happen in real life <laughs> a lot. If you watch AEW, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, the following people, I want to give you a special shout-out. Of course, every Tuesday, before pay-per-view, we throw up a predictions poll. And the following people were nice enough to take time out of their day and make some predictions to try to see if they could beat us. So, Lisa, adrenaline in my soul, I just came in the ass of Cody Rhodes. You're getting closer. You're, you're getting close. There's a few too many syllables in there for it to work. Uh, Jackson, Jason, Astro, or Lord, it's early in the morning, and I about put my first and last real name. So, <laughs> it's okay. Your secret is safe with us, Astro Jetson. Uh, Adam, David K., <laughs> no money in the bank, tickle local bitches. The cock king professor, Bruno Tomas. What's in the briefcase? It's Fetus Rhodes. Gross. Uh, Yete, <laughs> myself, 
Sal, and Remo. Thank you all. Turns out, turns out this week, thanks to the biggest botch in Monday Night Raw yeah. history, we found out there's nothing. Oh my God. Do you have so? Do you have do you have any mistakes in in movies that you notice every time it happens? Um, there's I want to say there's a few in Jurassic Park sure. that you notice because I because I saw like I read a list of, of probably on IMDb the the mm-hmm. goofs list online and now I yeah, can't not yeah, see them. It, it happens and and every once in a while I'll notice them live, but normally it's on rewatches and stuff like that. Then all those things. I know, like everyone talks about the Star Wars dude hit his head on the door and shit like that. Like that's those yeah. are like the classic ones. Um, and again, it's that those aren't live. <laughs> those are billion dollar or million dollar movies that still sometimes mistakes. Get the, when uh, Gandalf hits his head mm-hmm. in the in the house in the there's uh, if you've ever seen Robin Hood Men in Tights, there's it's sure. been a while. Uh, there's a point where um, Robin Hood returns to his home, and of course they they repossess it and they, and they carry it away. And Blinken, his loyal blind manservant, is there. And after he hugs, he's like, "Oh, you have something there." And he's got a necklace that is supposed to hold the key to the greatest treasure in the land. And he proceeds to take it off, and he puts it on Robin's arm because he's blind. And Robin puts it himself, and when he does, it opens up. And they actually do have a key in there. So the prop department went that far to put a key in there and over that, and he quickly closes it and puts it in his... I see it every time. But it's like, yeah. again, that is a movie where there are editors who watch that stuff and go, ah, fuck it, that was good enough. <laughs> and you're going to tell me that yeah. you're going to chastise a company for a live show for the briefcase opening up a little bit and you noticing that there's no actual contract in there. It's a, it's a TV show, assholes. It's not real. Even Not even showing it to the people no. at home. It was the people in the crowd because when it opened up, Austin Theory was holding yes. it up and facing away yes. from the hard cam. Now, the biggest one in Jurassic Park is when the velociraptors mm. go into the kitchen. There's one shot where like the Velociraptor kicks the the door open, the door swings open, and the, the Velociraptor almost falls over, and you see oh, a stage yes. arm yep. reach I out and grab like, <laughs> Yeah. And again, like I said, man, I mean, uh, go to any movie on an IMDb page, and there will be a goof section because it's, it just happens, man. Like nothing is perfect, and if you're really making fucking articles about a thing that happened. On a live TV show where we know weird shit happens, like Oscar grabbing titty. Yeah, touch grass, dude. Like, get outside. You're you're taking this too seriously. Again, these people are getting upset over a children's show. It is a TV show. PG. Parental guidance. That means that your little six-year-old can watch it. You are getting upset over a TV show. <laughs> Chill out. So, yeah. So for context, this was a this, not even a link. I screenshotted a news post yeah. I saw on Facebook from fucking Sports Kita. Theory yeah. accidentally shows the contents of the Money in the Bank contract on Raw in a big botch. Wasn't wasn't no. big. Wasn't a botch. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. 
I mean, how many times have have they had issues getting the fucking briefcases off of the hooks or the championship belts off yeah, of the hooks? Jack, Jack yeah. Swagger. Like it's hard enough, and and Cena's another one I remember. God, fucking took forever and everything like that. Those are the ones where you're like, okay, like, come on, man, you can do it. Like that'll take a little bit because it takes some time. This was literally like you fucking caught it, and again, it was not something that you saw on hard camera and like that. And it's like, of course it's fucking empty because it's a prop in a TV show. Yeah. Like, and even if they had a contract in there, I guarantee you that contract is just copy and pasted Wikipedia articles or something like that. It's not an actual contract. It's a TV show. It's not real. I shouldn't have to say this. Yeah, the last... The last, the last Money in the Bank controversy was Otis's because somebody zoomed in and saw that it had a, it been it was dated like 2015 yeah, or something. Because it's a TV show. And because for somebody who probably just went into the recycling bin, grabbed some shit and stuffed it in a clipboard and was like, "There we go." If you, because the internet has too way, much time, way too much on time. Its hands. and that's and and that's the thing, like. <laughs> I don't. I, if I'm gonna watch wrestling, I don't follow along with like any Reddit threads or anything like that because mostly it's idiots fucking making dumb jokes or repeating the same jokes over that. But it's also shit like that where it's just like, will you calm the fuck down, dude, and just watch the damn show? Like, like I said, I, I listed off at the beginning of this this show the different TV shows I watch. I guarantee you, there's going to be some mistakes in there, or there's going to be some props that don't look that good. But at the end of the day doesn't fucking matter as long as you're entertained like the most recent episode of westworld had a, a an odd scene that like it it felt kind of out of place like it didn't ruin the show for me but it's something that people have talked about and been like that was a weird fucking scene and of course you're gonna get this get every, every fandom's got those fans are just like oh fuck quality's gone downhill it's like fuck off dude <laughs> like, chill the fuck out anyways we started with the women's money in the bank match. We didn't have a pre-show, did we? No. Nope. I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, they have, I feel like they haven't had pre-show matches yeah. in a while now. And the women's money in the bank winner is Liv Morgan. Now, I know that people were instantly talking about the fact that the, the women need to keep their emotions in check because Liv Morgan was already near tears when she was making her entrance. Fuck you, dude. Okay, first <laughs> of all, when I see shit like that, or when I see Edge coming back from his fucking retirement and almost breaking down crying, I love it. Dude, fucking inject that shit mm-hmm. into my soul. Because that shows that they love what they're doing, man, and that's exactly what you want. You want Liv Morgan to come out there and be like, oh my god, I'm going to win it, I'm going to win it. You want her to be fucking excited. <laughs> because if she came out there looking normal, or after won it, was just like, yeah, I won it, I would have been like, yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> but she didn't, man. Like, That's what I said in the host thread. Like, Can you imagine that conversation where they're like, hey, Liv, come over here a second. Uh, so we're going to have you win Money in the Bank. And then she's just like on the floor fucking crying. And they're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. It gets better. You're going to cash in tonight and win. And she's just like, dead. <laughs> like, that's the amazing. 
Spoil, oh, yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler sorry, sorry. Um, that's the amazing shit that I love is like hearing about that thing. And you're going to hear about it eventually. You're going to hear about the fact that like you, you know for a fact that she was just like over the fucking moon for this. Um, I fuck you, Bruno. Um, so, so yeah, so Liv Morgan outlasts Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shotzi. So myself, Sal, Yete, Remo, and Lisa all get a point for correctly predicting that Liv Morgan was going to be the Mrs. Money in the Bank, or Miss Money in the Bank, because I don't think she's married. Ms. Money in the Bank. I came to play. Um, <laughs> sort of branching off of this, um, Shotzi took a little hell for uh, a spot during the match where she tried to do an electric chair drop to Alexa Bliss, and the ladder that was already pretty broken uh, did not cooperate. Amazing, I know, that a ladder didn't cooperate with what you're trying to do. Um, and Shotzi did the best she could to make sure that Alexa, she didn't just drop her on her fucking dome piece, but Alexa mm-hmm. did took kind of a hard fall. She was okay. I'm sure she would tell you herself that like, oh, that sucked, but hey, it happens. It's, you know, a live TV program. But, um, Shotzi, who of course, you know, has in the past made fun of some spots, um, and some botches. Started to get some hate her way, which, I mean, happens to every wrestler. They, they're going to get it. Um, but she, at first, kind of came out with a, hey, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I fucked up a spot. Um, but hey, things happen. And at the end of the day, we were entertaining. We had fun. Everyone was safe. And you can suck my balls. And at that point... No, sorry. no, 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 no. Suck my big, giant, hairy yes, mangoes. And of course, at that point, the internet was like, oh, you dare to come at us with that? Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you to kill yourself. A lot. And we're also going to try to get the fire Shotzi hashtag trending, because we're bricks. Now... Obviously, the internet wrestling community loves to do this kind of shit. I mean, there's so many jokes about Adam Cole not being in shape. There's so many... And any woman that wrestles, whether you're an AEW or WWE, has gotten a lot of fucking attacks. Um, they've also made a good deal of money because of Sims and stuff like that. But they obviously are constantly fucking attacked. Brad Shepard loves to talk about how the women don't belong wrestling and shit like that because he's a misogynist and shit like that. If you are a person of color who's a wrestler, you for sure have gotten a lot of racist terms thrown at you. Um, so that's nothing new. But Shotzi did delete her Twitter, um, which I don't know that I... I, I I completely understand why you would do it because yeah you it's not fucking worth it after after a while you know like you're just going to get you're either going to enter your own echo chamber in terms of you know blocking everybody who says something bad or only looking at your friends stuff like that or you're going to read that shit and you're just going to get fucking depressed you know so her taking a break from it you know it's 
four other people, I think there would be a little bit more sympathy. But, but the fact that obviously she was pretty, you know, uh, she made fun of the Jericho spot, you know, falling into pillows and things like that. Um, now Jericho being a little bitch and being like, I'm going to blackball you, you bitch. Like that's the kind of shit that makes you hate Jericho. But yeah, Shotzi deacting <laughs> her in Twitter. It's just like, yeah, you, you kind of got a little bit of a taste of your own, own medicine. I know she never told anybody to kill themselves or never, you know, um, sat there and said people should lose their jobs or any of that, but she did definitely make some jokes in the past about people's botches and stuff like that. Um, so a little less sympathy than a normal person, but again, the same people that are going at her and telling her to kill herself are those same people that are posting Hannah Kamara fucking memorial <laughs> pictures and things like that and talking about how I can't believe the IWC would bully somebody. Oh, by the way, Jim Cornette's a fucking pussy and he, he, his fans are all fucking gay and shit like that. Like that's the same person, same exact person all the time. Yeah. So, anything to say about that, or? Not particularly. I think you... Okay, fair enough. Bobby Lashley wound up being in a U.S. title match against Theory. Bobby Lashley is now a three-time U.S. champion. Astro, Fetus, Cody, Bruno, Remo, Jackson, and Lisa. I'll get a point for that one. This this honestly surprised okay. me, um, and when it happened, I should have seen what comes later coming. Yeah, I didn't, so that was nice as well. But I did not expect, I did not expect Theory to lose the title here. No, um, yeah. Once once the night was over, it made total sense. Um, and you know, if you're if you are trying to elevate the title, which I don't think they are, but. If you are trying to, Bobby Lash is a pretty good fucking title holder. And mm-hmm. considering that with the absence of Roman, your secondary titles should have essentially become your main ones. Having Bobby Lashley and Gunther as your secondary champions is a far sight better than other, sure. other options out there. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course Bobby Lashley still... <clears throat> Not a Grand Slam champion because he's not a good take teamer, sorry. <laughs> Apparently, um, but he's won everything fucking else. He's ECW champion, WWE champion, US and IC belt champion. So maybe we'll get that eventually. Probably before he's done. Um, yeah, I was cool with it. There's a a lot of heel champions, so Lashley being a a face and being champion still weird to say. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good match. It was, a, it was an enjoyable match, and like I like I said before, I like I like when mm, I'm surprised. For sure. The next match was no surprise. Not at all. Uh, Bianca Bella retains over Carmella. Uh, everyone except for Cody Rhodes and Lisa got a point. Lisa seemed to actively be going on a limb this time to try to win. So she was just making some wild swings on her picks, um, which I appreciate. You know, go go for the gusto, man. Um, so that was my uh, five-year-old popping out, so I might have to pause for a minute. Go back to bed. 
Um, all right, so uh, that distraction taken care of. Uh, I don't think we need to say anything more about Bianca Belair and Carmella, right? Yeah, it was it was yeah, passive. It was it was a it was a yeah. women's title match. And you know, I mean, sometimes you just want to want to clock one in there like that so you get her on the card. So the Usels beat the Street Profits. Um, I mean, credit credit to them for sprawling when they lost Rhea, mm-hmm. but uh, Carmelo was the best he could come it up with. It wasn't, but when you had everyone else in the Money in the Bank match, <laughs> and you're like, right. well, of the people left, I guess it's you. <laughs> but it's it's kind of the thing, the problem they always have whenever Money in the Bank turns around is that they, they wind up putting the people that could actually be contenders, you know, in, into it instead, so... Except not. I don't know what you're talking about. The SmackDown women's title match was yes, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and so the use was retained because of shit refereeing. Uh, so everyone except Jackson, yep. Lisa, and Cody got a point. Um, yeah. So they there was a discussion, obviously, about, like, is this the start of the Street Profits breakup? And obviously I don't want to see that because... There's right. not enough tag teams right now to kind of sustain that, you know, um, sustain losing another team, especially one as good as the Street Profits. Um, yeah. But also I look at it as there's not a clear path right now for Montez Ford to be a star. Because there's there's a, kind of a lot of other young talent that are, like, right there, you know. So... If they break him up and make him like a, a singles guy, then you sit there and you go, okay, well, he ain't winning the fucking title off Roman anytime soon. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I guess the U.S. title, but it's like, well, Bobby Lashley has got it right now, and so, yeah. I don't know, but, and, and also, like, Dawkins has gotten really good. You know, he's he's improved a lot over this time so everyone like anointing him the Marty Trinity of the team like I don't think that's that fair so yeah yeah and my issue my issue with it is it's just fucking lazy the way they're doing it because why do you have to break them up in the first place you can send Montez on a little singles run and still have Angelo Dawkins there like yeah well come on yeah they did it that's my friend. Yeah, they did it with the new day. Like, why does why do you have right. to break the up? <clears throat> and secondly, this is the most like laziest, cliche, tropey fucking breakup. Like all of a sudden, Kayla Braxton on SmackDown is just like, I heard rumors you're, you're you guys are fighting. <laughs> Where did you hear these? Because we've had been given any indication that that is a thing right. ever. And it's. And then they mentioned it again on the on the on the kickoff. You know, there's rumors that the street profits are you know not happy with each other. Yeah. Since when? But also yeah. yesterday. But then also, you wound up having this match end not with like them miscommunicating, but with them both having a legit gripe. <laughs> when, yeah, because this was wrong. So you're like, okay, so Dawkins is going to get mad because the referee sucked. <laughs> And I'm going right. to take it out on you, Montez, because it's your fault that your shoulders were up. And we lost. Dick. Uh, 
You lost, lost dick, dick, everybody. It's a never good. It's never good to lose dick. You always want to keep dick. Hmm. Speaking of dicks, Ronda Rousey defeated Natalia. Everyone <laughs> except for Cody and Lisa got a point for this one, because of course. Um. Despite. Despite the change of plans in the Raw women's title match, this was my who gives a well, shit yeah, match. Of course. For um, and technically, it got the AEW women's match slot. Technically, even though there is technically one <laughs> other one in between. But yeah, um, Natalia just continues to show. Like how past her prime she is, and how hmm. she continues to just not not know anything about character work, and like again, can she put on a good match? Sure, she can put on a perfectly acceptable match. Is she <laughs> going to put on a memorable match? No, I don't see that happening. Not. No. And if it was if it was you or Jason, I don't remember who said it, but it's the perfect explanation because I had to explain it to my wife this weekend because she was like, "Didn't you didn't you like Natalia? I thought you liked Natalia. Didn't wasn't she a good wrestler?" I was like, "She Natalia was a good wrestler when the other options were Michelle McCool and Kelly Kelly. <laughs> Natalia is not a good wrestler now." Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that is it's a perfect point. It's um, it's like when you watch like wrestling from the '90s, and you're like, "Oh, these guys were like the shit," and you're like, "Oh, they're not good. Like they're they're not good anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't hold up." But at least then you you had guys that were all kind of fighting that similar style, so you you're like, "Ah, it's just a product of the times." But now you transplant one of those people to modern day and try to put them against somebody who wrestles a modern style and it doesn't work. Right. And that's the other issue. Natalia has not gained any no, ground. She still does the same moves all the time. She continues to just like not, she, she, she hasn't evolved. She still does the same moves. They don't no. look good. She does the same shitty slash sharpshooter. Wa- watching this match, I was like, this yeah. is awful. This is garbage. Yeah. And I get that her and... But hey, she, she's she got big tits and her face looks weird yeah, now. Yeah, I so. mean, I, this was more along the lines of she's friends with Ronda. That was about it. Um, yeah. You know, we we couldn't... But even that, that, that promo last week, I can't remember if we talked about it with Sal or not, but when she came out as... Ronda Rousey pushing an empty baby stroller for some reason. And just the delivery on the promo was just yeah. garbage. It's like, I need to say this part louder so you understand. Yeah. Like, fucking, just <laughs> no, no. I did, however, I will give Ronda credit, which is, you know, something yeah. I rarely do because I don't enjoy her on my television for um, for a myriad of reasons. But I will give her credit because I did laugh in the backstage promo where she was like, and if Natalia was my friend, she would know my baby is nine months old, not ten. <laughs> nice. Um, I used to be uh, a really big Ronda Rousey fan. Um, I still think she's got 
just an adorable pussy. But um, the problem has been the fact that she seems to be... Yes. She definitely seems to be kind of a piece of shit person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which at first... It didn't seem that way because she was like a Bernie Sanders uh, fan, and like she's a. Then she turned into Alex. Yeah, Jones. so that's uh, there's been a lot of that now, and I don't know if that's because of uh, her husband, Travis, whatever his fucking faces are like that, or what, but yeah. She's had some questionable tweets and things like that now. Mm-hmm. So, not good. And that's what kind of sucks, is that nowadays, um, having that much access to celebrities have made you realize that, like, most celebrities are kind of assholes. Um, yeah. Except except Keanu. <laughs> there are... There, and um, Matthew, yes, Lillard. Matthew Lillard is a fucking gem and should be protected at all costs. <laughs> yeah, there there are yes. still some really good fucking people out there, you know. Like I said, Tom Hanks is one of them where he's just he just seems like a good guy, you know. I've I've mm-hmm. watched or I've listened to enough of John Cena to realize like that John Cena the person is a fascinating fucking human being and he's a really good guy. Oh yeah. Ronda Rousey turning around and talking about Sandy Hook being a stage play, not great like that makes me not like you anymore lady but you know mm-hmm. but at the same account her apparently claiming that the only way I'm going to lose this title is if Liv Morgan takes it off of me makes it seem like she's maybe a good person but I also know that she's probably not <laughs> no. not at all the bad outweighs the good in this yeah, scenario. And that's that's a real shame. Um, I can I can understand ignorance on some people, you know, and and you can you can learn from them and stuff like that. When you're somebody who is a denier of like a a serious massacre or um, a series is it like Austin Aries, for instance, complete piece of shit. You know, if you're somebody that that looks at people getting killed and go, no, government's hiring actors, trauma actors for it. Like, you have lost the thread, friend. Like, no, you. I, look, I like conspiracy theories. I I listen to a lot of them. There are some that I can go, yeah. I can see that. Um, because again, a lot of it is you're relying on the government not to lie to you. And that if you think the government never lies to you, you're an idiot. But, <laughs> but certain things, I would never sit there and go, oh, those deaths didn't happen? That's crazy to me. You know? Because mm-hmm. we, we live in a world where we can literally track every single one of those people that were reported dead and see that they were real people you know yeah uh, if you if you want to sit there and say like oh the moon landing was fake 
that's that's a harmless conspiracy theory. Nobody nobody is personally affected by that, you know? I have no problem with that. I don't believe it, but I can understand I but I fully understand why people could believe that, you know? Those are the ones that I'm like, yeah, okay. No harm, no follow, you know? Um the flat earth thing, it's fucking stupid, but you know what? It's not harming anybody. Yeah, yeah. AJ. But it's not harming anybody, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the, those are the conspiracy theories I can get behind, where it's like, if you say, like, oh, the government orchestrated events, sure, 100% with you. But when you start claiming that you didn't have anybody that you knew in the Boston Massacre, that's bullshit. That's just, that's bullshit, you know? You weren't there, but you were near enough to it where you knew people that were, you know. And a lot of our podcast members are in the Boston area there and knew people that were personally affected by it. And to turn around and just be like, no, wasn't, didn't really happen. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's as bad as Holocaust deniers. Where it's like, are you that fucking stupid <laughs> that you don't understand? I know that I'm, I'm fucking barreling down a, a wormhole here. I understand <laughs> that. Okay. Um, yes, you said you said Boston massacre, not sorry, bombing. Which sorry, is completely yes. different. Like I, I, I promise you that none of our listeners knew anybody in the Boston right because that was a hundred years or two hundred years ago or something like that. No, no, sorry. Yes, the the uh, Boston Marathon bombing. <laughs> you personally knew people affected by that because you live in the area. And you and you saw what happened afterwards, and you knew it was a real thing, and that was never in doubt that that was a real thing for you because you lived right by it. But yet you got these people who are like, no, no, prosthetics. Like motherfucker, I have watched movies that cost three hundred dollars, three hundred million dollars, that didn't look like that. <laughs> Like, that the prosthetics did not look... To be good. fair, I'm sure you've watched a lot of movies that cost three. I have, too. sadly. Yeah. And and the effects did not look like those pictures I saw, which haunt me. Anyways. Anyway, this has been Troy's Conspiracy. I, you know, I would do it, but the problem is... Spell yeah. it with a K. <laughs> the problem is, is that I'm also just be like, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> That would be the majority of them. Like, I would give all the information at the end, just be like, "Yeah, but it probably didn't didn't go down that way." <laughs> <laughs> I would listen nice. to that podcast. Honestly. Um, so directly after Ronda Rousey, Pete Natalia, Liv Morgan's music hits, and she comes running on down, and she cashes in the Money in the Bank contract, pins Ronda Rousey, Ronda hands her the title belt because she is still supposed to be a face and as Liv is celebrating Rhonda is jiggling her way out of there and thankfully she did leave before the end of the segment <laughs> I, there was a time there, there was a little bit there I was watching I was like she better give Liv a little bit of time to just be herself and celebrate so we don't have to keep clipping back and forth between the two just so we can show Ronda Rousey. But they did. She got out of there and Liv got to celebrate. So, after that, 
Um, which Cody and Dickel Local both got a point because they said there would be a cash in. Everyone else said no. Um, and and to their credit, as I can't remember if it well, might have been on on the Discord, my first thought when Liv came down was like, "Oh, another year where they're wasting the women's yeah. money in the bank." To which, in another in a in a chat in a, in a text conversation, uh, Kogos Sean said, "Liv losing here would be <laughs> hilarious." To which I, at which point I just said, "She will." And then she didn't. <laughs> and then she did not. So. That means at the end of the day that your women's champions are Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair for a company that can't make new stars. Since last year's WrestleMania, so about four, 15 months ago, we have had first-time women's champions Rhea Ripley, Nikki Aish, Bianca Belair, for both belts, and now Liv Morgan. In a year's time, you had four brand new women's champions that were not part of the four horsewomen, that were not mm-hmm. MMA people brought in, that were not stars in another company that were brought in. Four, well, two homegrown talents, Liv and Bianca, and two talents that were plucked off of the indies in Rhea and Nikki. That says something, you know. That says that they are that they are loosing their grip on the. We're only going to rely on Ronda and the Four Horsewomen. You know, they're they're trying at least. And everyone who kept saying, "Oh, they're ruining Liv Morgan," you know, the twenty-four-year-old, <laughs> because they're having her lose all the time and stuff like that, or they can't do it, or she's not championship material and stuff like that. They put the title on her. Now, what happens after this? Anybody's guess. Because we've even talked about it on the show. And I think all of the hosts agree that Liv is not the strongest on the mic. And she is decent in the ring. She's gotten a lot better in the ring. But there are women who are better wrestlers than her. There are women that are better talkers than her. There are women that are more complete packages than her. Ray Ripley would be one of them. And it's very possible that Liv Morgan holds his title for a little bit of time and then Rhea takes it off of her <laughs> or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah. I understand, but it's still, it would be somebody, it would be Rhea taking off her, another young new superstar that, you know, that they are trying to develop and make. So, what are your thoughts? And Go you know, ahead. You know the people, the people online complaining about hey WWE, it'll make new stars. Is the same person I saw tweeting, "Where's AJ yep. Styles? What are they even doing with AJ Styles?" Yeah. It's the same people that are like, are that'll say that, and then will be like, "Oh, Liv Morgan and fucking Theory, really? That's who we're like." Yes, they're trying to make new stars just because they're not the, the yeah. stars, which is what the Money in the Bank was originally yes, this, for this year. Same as yeah, the Royal Rumble. This year was finally what it was exactly used for, was to elevate somebody that was in the mid-card or upper mid-card into the main event scene. And it did it with Liv. For sure we saw that. And we'll see what happens with Theory. Uh, spoiler alert for the next one, obviously. But <laughs> I mean, they've, they've, they've rocket-strapped Theory. Yeah. It's... It, 
and I can't remember. I can't remember where I saw it. It might have been on another podcast um, that I listened to, or it might have been just somewhere on the internet. But the issue with theory is the same issue the internet had with John mm-hmm. Cena, with Roman Reigns. It's that this is Vince's yep. guy, and so the internet is gonna go fuck you. I like you because you're Vince's guy. Yeah, but theory is fucking yeah. great. So right now, you've got. Let's see here. For the for the company that uh, refuses to rely on on younger guys, you got thirty seven year old Roman Reigns. That's your big champion, right? You have thirty um, three year old Bianca Belair as your as one of your women's champion. Um. You've got the Oozles, which are 36, right in that same kind of range. Um, Bobby Lashley, who is most likely a transitional champion for the U.S. belt, is 45. I understand he's, but he's still putting on a great show. Then you got Liv Morgan, who is 28. Sorry, I said before she was 24. 28. You have 24-year-old Theory, who is potentially your next world champion of something. What did I see? Somebody posted something like, Austin Theory has one month and so many days yep. to, to, to win the world title and beat Randy yeah. Orton's record. What's that? Because he's, he's already been the youngest ever United States champion, and I was the youngest ever yeah. Mr. Money in the Bank. So. Uh, 34-year-old Gunther is your ICU champion. Gunther is Arn and- is the Arn Anderson yeah, of this generation. But he's st- thirty. He's thirty four years, years old. old. He looks like he's twenty seven. And he's in fantastic shape. But that yeah. He's now, but yeah. that to me shows you that like yes, they are they are starting to take some of these chances. They are starting to use some of these younger guys. Them putting the belt on Go Speaking ahead. of speaking of that being in good shape, uh going just back a bit, did uh, did it look like Angelo Dawkins had yes, leaned out as well? For sure, for sure he has. Yeah, because I noticed that uh, uh, on Saturday yeah. for sure. So yeah, like the, there is a youth movement in WWE currently. Now, yes, they are going to continue to rely on guys. You know, people, we keep talking. The the people out there that are hollering that WWE relies on old guys are like want the Rock to return. Uh, <laughs> You know, they're still going to have those. We know that. Come on. But every company does that. You know, AEW right now has fucking 40-year-old CM Punk as their champion and almost like a 38-year-old John Moxley as their champion because they have two champions. Uh, and, you know, they had Kenny Oshmegma. They had, had Jericho win it, you know. And a lot of their main event guys are in their 40s because they're guys that no longer were working up for WWE because they decided... Either they weren't going to resign them for the money, or they those guys were like, you know what? I've reached the point in my career where WWE is like, we should probably start transitioning you to backstage so you don't kill yourself in the ring because you're getting kind of old. And they're like, nah, fuck that. I want to go kill myself for a third of the money and a third of the fans watching, too. Anyway. Uh, so, yes, so... Theory wins the Money in the Bank over Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss, Omos, Riddle, Sami Zayn, Seth Fuckboy Rollins, and Sheamus. 
So, <clears throat> but Troy, I hear you saying, Austin Theory was not in the money. No, he wasn't because the the person that got the mystery seventh spot was in fact Madcap Moss. Yeah. But before the match, Adam Pierce was like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna run this shit back. We're going to have an eighth person in this match again. You guys remember that, right? You love that when we put Brock Lesnar in there. Well, guess what? It's not him. It's Theory. <laughs> At which point I put in the discard. Oh, yep. so Theory's winning? Okay. So that that sort of tells me that Bobby Lashley was probably going to lose to Theory. And Theory was going to continue to have the U.S. belt. And then he decided, nah, fuck that. Let's go ahead and pull, pull, the, pull it on him. Let's... Do you think do you think this was a reaction to having to pull Kevin Owens? Possibly. Out? Was Kevin Owens going to win the money? Though? I mean maybe. I mean there this was one of those ones and and this was difficult because uh, let me tell you um obviously nobody got a point because Theory wasn't picked by anybody because it was an option. Right. But the picks for this were all over the place because there were enough people in it. People were like, "Well, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, uh Seth Fuckboy Rollins, like there was enough people in this match where you're like, it could have been any of those people. Did anybody pick Omos? I'd have to look again, but maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for the for the mystery spot, which did eventually go to Madcap Moss, I'm counting that one. I'm not counting Theory. Um, Sal said Elrond the Destroyer. Uh, Adam, Bruno, Jason, and Dicko said Kevin Owens, uh, which we found out later, of course, he was hurt. Astro said Roman Reigns. I, I could have seen it, honestly. Um, I said Kofi. Yate said Elrod. Uh, Fetus said Chris Benoit, because of course he did. Cody Rhodes said himself. Uh, Remo said Montez Ford. And David <laughs> said Madcap. So I'm giving the point to David, because technically the question was, who was the mystery person? And it was Madcap. Yep. Uh, and then... Yeah. Jackson said AJ, and Lisa said The Undertaker. A lot of those were good picks for who it could have been. You know, that's that's what was actually really good about this match, was the fact that you didn't really know. I mean, putting Madcap Moss in there, I know, they're high on him. But they could have also put fucking Ezekiel in there. They could have put Kevin Owens in there, except he was hurt. And yeah, there's a lot of other people, I mean... Kofi, so we could do a couple of fucking spots. Montez Ford, because they're trying, you know, if they were going to push him, like, yeah, there was some people that they these get that our fans chose that I could have totally seen get into there. So everyone except Astro, Cody, and Lisa got a point because there was no cash in because Roman Reigns was home. <laughs> so with two points, Lisa and Cody Rhodes. With four points, Jackson, Jason, Astro, and Adam. With five points, David K, Dicko Loco, Bruno Tomas, Fetus Rhodes, Yete, myself, and Sal. And with six points, your winner, Remo. Yay. Yay. Congrats, buddy. Good job. This one, as you can tell by the points with how close it was, other than our two Final people uh, was hard. It was it was a, a difficult one to predict, which is good. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just 
wound up being that uh, Remo wound up getting some of the ones that other people didn't. So, yeah. All right. Let's talk about that vignette. Yeah. Go for it. What is it? It's Edge. <laughs> we see, we see, yeah, I think it is. Uh, we see Boots walking through the WWE warehouse, except Boots are on fire. Boots? <laughs> no, Boots? No. Uh, <laughs> fucking, there's a, there's a gold, there's gold medals swinging around. There's Hardy Boys arm pantyhose. There's a license plate that says Latino Heat. There, it's all kinds of shit. Uh, <laughs> Bruno is like, it's Edge. Uh, so it's Edge. I mean, there was also the Dudley Boys glasses in there. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. When you when you add all those things together, you're like, it's everyone he's feuded with. <laughs> the Dudley Boys, ever. Uh, Eddie and Angle, like yeah, it's everyone he's feuded with. So it's it's Edge. Now, if it was if it didn't have some of those other ones in there, and it like just had an electric metal, you're like, maybe it's Gable Stevenson, maybe he's finally ready. No, the yeah. fact that it had, like, that was a lot of the that was a lot of the first responses that I saw was, oh, it's it's Stevenson because it's gold medals, and then you look and you see all the other shit, and you're like, oh wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but yeah, um, oh yeah, and Bruno says so. So Edge uh, recovered very quickly from that. Uh, yeah, yeah you know, well, so that's that. I guess is the question. Well, the the first question is. Why do you need a vignette for a guy who's been gone for two weeks? Um, the right. the next question, of course, would be: um, Is he just going to go right into a feud with Judgment Day? He's got it, right? Like they kicked Apparently. him out, so he. the on, The only thing that I could think is they tried yeah, to murder. The only thing I could think is that he he returns with like this new brood thing, and he's the Gangrel of the group, and. So that way, he's got two people that can take on. So maybe he takes a woman and a man to t- tackle with Judgment Day. Um, if that's the case, considering that Rhea was like tailor made for the new brood, <laughs> and she's not going to be part of that, who who do you who do you put in that with Edge? Right. Because you need like a, a mid card guy to fa- face against Priest. And then you need a female to face against Rio. Huh. I mean, they've moved her away from the crazy stuff, but I could see Alexa slotting yeah. in with that kind of attitude. I, As for who the guy is, I have no idea. I could see if they want to go back to her being nuts. Nikki at Cross is a, another one that used to do the crazy stuff yeah. that could could go into that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In terms of like, I was trying to think if you're not going to do main roster people, if you're going to do NXT people, you know, if you're going to bring somebody up, is that maybe how you bring up Braun Breaker? You know, have him feud with it? I don't think so. I think you bring that guy up himself. That doesn't fit Um, at all. Yeah. Yeah. And Cameron Haha Grimes, he's too much of a joking guy. I don't, and they've already like kind of trimmed them all up, so I don't think that he can really follow that, really. But yeah, I don't know. There's not really, 
there's not really any characters that are like that anymore, that are like the Edge and Christian from back in the day, or, you know, during the brood times, or, you know, there's not really any, like, spoopy people, other than Judgment Day that you had had him get kicked out of, so... See, that's the thing, is if I was if I was doing a spoopy new brood thing on the main roster, it would be, it would be Joe Gacy, yeah. not Edge. And yeah, I mean, maybe you do that, but he's... We haven't even showed who the fucking diet are yet, so I don't think that they're going to yeah. to do that. Right. Um, and we've got, uh, I mean, maybe T-Bar? <laughs> T-Bar would be really cool if you decided to rebrand him and and stick him against Priest. The two of them would burn it the fuck down. Um, Give him his old right. fucking name back. Give him anything other than what he's currently got. Speaking of T-Bar, how about those maximum yeah. male models? Um, Massé yeah. and Mansoir. Um, <laughs> I, I guess Shotzi would fit into that. She'd have to move shows, but she would fit into that. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah. Sylee, maybe. No. No. Uh, no, yeah. whatever. Oh, um, maybe Zion Quinn? He's he's enough of like a he's not like a dark character by any stretch, but he's a fucking big muscly hot dude that could definitely slide in there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then in terms, of, all of the women are very bright and bubbly, um, other than maybe Alba Fire. So I I guess I've settled on it should be Zion Quinn and Alba Fire. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so uh, people discussing the the maximum male model thing and stuff like that. Um, Mace and Mansois. Papa. Masse and Mansois. I'm fine with it. It gives them something to do. It's it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's so it's a it's a new tag team, which they need to. Yeah. It is the perfect. It is stupid. and. If they if they play it off as kind of stupid, I'm fine with it. Um, you've got uh, Maxi Pad, who's going to do a fine job on the mic, being a voice for them, and two of them can't fucking talk. Well, I mean, Masse can kind of talk. Um, I'm 100 percent okay with it because it's doing something with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. To the absolutely. to the people that are like. Raise your hand if you knew Mansoor was still on the I mean, roster. I knew it because when they went to Saudi Arabia, he wasn't there, and people were like, where the fuck's Mansoor? He's, the, he's their Superman over there. Why isn't he on the... <laughs> so I knew I knew he was still there, but obviously they were working on this. And let me tell you something. As good of a wrestler as Mansoor is, he doesn't have a personality, so this is actually giving him something. Um, and so, like... Yeah, having having MaxiPad be their manager to begin with, like people are instantly thinking that like this means he's never gonna wrestle again. No, it doesn't mean he's never gonna wrestle again. Um, let's not forget, there's been a lot of people that have debuted on the main roster, doing things that they didn't eventually do. In case you forgot, Deacon Batista <laughs> was a deacon who didn't wrestle. He just mm-hmm. stood by the side of the ring while Devon Dudley, yes, With while Devon Dudley did the wrestling, and it was just to get him on TV and get you to know him. 
eventually he turned into a wrestler and became a Hall of Famer. You know, a lot of the women started as managers. In case you forgot, Maria Canellas, Trish Stratus, fucking Lita. Those people started as managers and eventually became wrestlers. You know, and I understand that you're taking somebody, uh, later Bruno, you're taking somebody who was a wrestler, making them a manager, but they do that shit all the time. <laughs> like, that's there's, there's been plenty of people who have taken that exact route into being, you know, bigger, bigger names. Like, it didn't really work, but for what it was worth, Simon Dean was the manager of Gemini, and then eventually was going to transition into a wrestler, but the people were like, oh, you suck. So that didn't <laughs> work out quite like they wanted to, but they tried, you know? Uh, Hang on, I, got, I just got to mark it on the board that our one reference <laughs> of Gemini for this right. century. That works for so, me. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, like I said, man, I mean, eventually, will he be a wrestler again? Yeah, most likely. Because he's, he's a good wrestler. Right now, though trying to get on the show to do something, this is an okay path for him. And again, if you just continue to throw bodies on the pile, there's not enough room for them. So you have to figure out something to do with them in the meantime. It's why certain, why sometimes guys become commentators for a little bit, or, you know, why like Drew Gulak was doing the backstage thing for a little bit, you know, go ahead. Speaking of commentators, it's, the, the SmackDown is the best mm. place for this because you have Pat McAfee selling the shit out of Max Dupree mm. on coming and it's gr- and it just makes yeah. it work. It's because Pat McAfee is fucking right. amazing and hit and he'll, he will get over more because of it. And yeah, eventually he'll be a wrestler again or he won't. And that's fine, too, because <laughs> you know what? You're still seeing him every week. Now you are. And and props to Pat McAfee for wearing him a neck brace through the whole oh UFC pay per view to sell getting attacked by Baron Corbin after Money in the Bank went off the air. I love the the everybody rem- reminding people that like it's technically long term booking because both these guys played for the Colts. <laughs> yeah, I saw that picture. Oh man, oh, yeah, so like that's yeah, it's good. All right. Um... Do you have anything else to talk about? Oh, there was something. What the fuck was it? Oh, uh, speaking of uh, Judgment Day, I just want to say that uh, Finn Balor wrestling in long pants is fucking homophobic, <laughs> and I will not stand for it. It was a little odd. God damn it. I don't know it. that I've ever seen him wrestle in long pants before. Right? What the fuck? Like, even on the indies, like, he always, always had the little fucking trunks. I mean, but then you sent me that picture of Trick Williams, which kind <laughs> of balanced out balanced out my the VPL quotient for this week. But here's, here's the funny thing. So, um, yeah, a little peek behind the curtain. I, I follow <laughs> uh, WWE's Facebook and, and WWE NXT's Facebook. And so I'm scrolling through, and of course, Great American Bash is going on while I'm getting ready for the show. And they're like, the, I, 
spoiler alert, I guess, for the show, but Trick Williams had like a water bottle of something that he drank out of before the match, and there's, I guess that's the storyline with him, is that I guess he's on the juice. But they posted a picture of him in his wrestling gear, holding the bottle of water and being like, what's in that bottle? And you can clearly see his cock. And it's like, it's like this is WWE's official <laughs> Facebook page. And I'm seeing black man dick on there right now. Enhance? Yeah. You didn't have, you don't have to do much enhancing on that. That is that is clearly <laughs> shaft head balls. Like that's the whole that's, that's the <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, I mean there's a guy who wears pants and it was just fine, so you just need to get you just need to get Finn Balor into Trick Williams pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever said that phrase before. Okay. It's spank bank <laughs> life. Um <laughs> That's a Goldfinger reference. That's how old I am. Do you remember Goldfinger? Uh, I know of Goldfinger. It's one of the songs. I was gonna say that Oh the band, no, not no, the James There's Bond a band movie. called Goldfinger. Yeah, they did Superman. Yes, they did. For Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That's yeah. the only one I know. Yeah. Well, that that, um, that that I was referencing, I can't say the next line because it's homophobic. So I'm just gonna go ahead and move on. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we talked about uh, we talked about that he grabbed at the end of Raw. We, we mm-hmm. covered that. Um. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think there's much else to say except to say that if you if you need any more evidence that the internet is a cesspool. Uh, Dynamite on Cage Match has a 7.86. Dynamite mm-hmm. Blood and Guts, 7.86 yep. out of 10. Money in the Bank, yeah. 5.96. I noticed um, the the guy who run Rampage, yeah. 7.12. Fuck your face. I couldn't believe. So so we've sort of talked before about how Brandon Thurston has really become like a, a AEW stan, and like he tries his hardest to get like data and stuff like that. He literally used cage match ratings to try to prove a point about AEW. It's like, you do understand that there's that that's just people putting their that's fan that's votes. fan votes. Right. That's as bad as trying to claim that the one awards are a real thing. It's it's fan votes. Like it's not real. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so it's like, yeah, that's that's what you're doing. But also, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of that shit, I noticed that the Meltzer said—is it Meltzer said that or Meltzer said, whatever it is? There's a there's a Twitter account that makes fun of Meltzer. That yeah. literally predicted the star ratings he was going to give for Forbidden Door, and it was shockingly close. Like a lot of them spot on, and most of them like maybe <laughs> a fourth of a star off. It's like. They, and they literally explained why that this match is going to get this, and I was I was like, oh my god, you figured out the fucking formula. It's like the like you figured out the Konami code for Dave Meltzer on, <laughs> on the ratings, and he posted it. It was like it was like, yeah, that if that doesn't kill any remaining shred of credibility that guy had, I don't know what will. But it was literally like nothing. Yeah, nothing will. will. Nothing will. It was. Because people, because people will still pay yep. for his bullshit. They will. 
Did you watch Forbidden Door? Uh, parts of it. Okay. So I was going to ask you what you thought since you weren't here last. Yeah, time. a lot of what you guys said rings true for it. Um, I looked at it as it it should have been a show of like this guy is on this level in this company and this guy is on the same level in this other company and those two people should fight, you know? And it, and right. it wasn't. Right. It was it was no, no, no. this guy's on this level in AW and this guy's way down here in New Japan but and they're going to fight because this guy in New Japan it doesn't matter if he loses to an AW guy. We're fine with that. <laughs> you know, it was a lot of like we're going to feed you these guys. You know, was there was there good wrestling? Of course. Like it, it there was a lot of really talented people. Was there a lot of bullshit? Sure. Sure there was. It's it's with any event. My problem remained that because I don't watch New Japan with any regularity. I know the guys. I know some of the guys. There are other guys that don't. Because I don't watch with regularity, I didn't give a shit. And haven't for the past couple of weeks. And if the ratings didn't show you that as soon as we were done with it, they jumped back up over a million, that should tell you, tell you that a lot of the fans shared that sentiment with me. We just didn't care. <laughs> and now that we're done, sure. We can go back to watching it and it... Maybe maybe the focus will be a little bit more refined now because it's not spread so thin. Like they were they were trying to build Forbidden Door while they were trying to build Blood and Guts while they were trying to build the fucking next pay per view they got. And now that we're through those two things, maybe maybe we'll get a little bit more focus. But we'll see. You say you say trying to build Blood and Guts like there was a build. I mean, there for wasn't, blood and guts. but there. I mean, there, there, there was well, the blood and guts but, match was the only thing they were building towards. Yeah. By the way, anybody who's curious, Forbidden Door, nine point two eight. Yeah, well, of course, and and that was the thing. It was because that's that's your your smart crowd watching it, and of course they were gonna. Here's the thing: these people who base their personality around a wrestling company. Not only are they sad, but they also feel like they are personally invested in the show. So they go out of their way to do things like, I'm going to rate this 10 stars each time, or a 10 out of 10 each time, because then other people will see how great of a show it was, and then that means that AEW will do better. And, and so then they do that. And you can look at them. You can go on there and you can look at... Um, the the ratings that people give, and you can see exactly like everything AW is nine or ten, and everything WB is four or three because they're they're intentionally because they in their mind think they are they matter, and they don't they don't <laughs> matter. I'm sorry to say this, you don't matter. Your tweet. Talking about how great AEW is and, and how WWE sucks doesn't matter. So here we go. Here's it's true. Here's uh, I'm I'm on I'm on it right now. Is it bad? Is it bad to say that this is one of my favorite wrestling shows ever? Maybe, but goddamn, this was a fire event. 
The build was mediocre, but the event itself ended up being an absolute masterpiece, with the women's match being the only disappointment. Also, so very happy to see the return of Claudio. Match of the year, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Yep. So, you... You you say you're saying that this is a perfect show, while also saying the women's match was a disappointment, and the build was mediocre. Yes. And you're saying Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy, match yes. of the year. And you want us to believe like that? I said, man, and, I, and if you have if you have an account <laughs> that you can look at people and you can see like the things that the the other ratings that they've done, and you can see the trend there of like. 10 stars for anything AEW. Like, <laughs> the, very, the very next review, the first sentence, this is another 10.0. Not as good as Revolution, but better than Double or Nothing. You can't say that while giving... If it's not as good as Revolution, how do you right, give it a 10? Exactly. What, did you give Revolution a 12? No, you didn't, because you right, can't. Fuck exactly. you. Yeah, that's the problem. And again, you have people who will try to use use Cage Match as like a, a be-all, end-all. And or or they'll go to to like the subreddit squared circle, and they'll put up votes and be like, "Look, this is look they they're people will be like they're clearly a, a pro AW site because anything negative AW gets downvoted, and or and and they flat out will remove your posts if it sheds any bad light on AW. I got another one oh, for you. Ten point oh. I thought it was a very good show with some good match. I just think that it could have been way better. Too bad injury hurt some of the matches. Otherwise, a very good PPV. I just think that it could have been way to... better. <laughs> yep. 10.0. Like I said, man, and, and they'll sit there and, and cage match won't do anything because they need the clicks. You know, they're not going to look at that and be like, this is weirdly skewed that there's a shit ton of 10 out of 10s. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of ones in the middle. Like, and they, and they won't look at, at specific users and be like, this person is rating bombing NXT things or WWE things as like, they're all ones or zeros or, or twos. And all of these things are AW. It's like, uh, it's like they go, these people go out of their way to try to like badmouth WWE. And it's like, guess what? WWE doesn't give a fuck about you. <laughs> they don't. Because they have the people who actually enjoy their show, and and those are the ones that they care about. They don't care about you getting on the internet and bad-mouthing them. Vince has literally said it himself. He doesn't listen to you. He doesn't read your posts on fucking uh, the on Dave Meltzer's board talking about how fucking Drew Gulak should be world champion. He doesn't read that shit. You're just wasting your life over a kid show. I have to keep saying that. <sighs> All right. Anything, anything else fun over there? Or you... <laughs> I, I'm just getting Yeah, it'll happen. Point. All right. Well, while Adam continues to read his uh, cage match reviews, <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, and close this one down this week. I want to thank all of y'all. For listening to us, taking time out of your day, I want to thank our viewers on Twitch, uh, KT, Astro, Bruno, um, anyone else popping out? Uh, KT, Astro, Bruno, and uh, uh, David. David, David. David yeah. uh, if you're if you're here, David, thank you. Wait, wait yes, at the beginning. Thank you. 
Yep, thank you, David. David K., yeah. Um, thank you to, our, to all of there. Thank you to everyone who voted in our predictions poll. Um, always great to see you guys uh, uh, getting involved with the show. Um, I nearly forgot that we have a Bruno voicemail. Uh, so if you'll give me a moment oh. to get that up. Um, we still haven't settled on what we're calling this. Um, I vote for Bruno's five minutes of ecstasy, but <laughs> if you want to give us a, another option on what Bruno's five minute phone calls are, and it might just be that, it might just be Bruno's five minute phone call. Uh, <laughs> ba -ba 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 -ba. Yeah. Bruno bitches. Um, yeah. So he, he decided he was going to, if, if you want uh, to, to send us some stuff that we'll play for you, we'll do it, man. We're desperate. Um, <laughs> so, like, uh, um, it's a very nice picture, you too, Bruno, by the way. Um, go ahead and, and talk to us on rundownwrestling.com. So, yeah, yeah, on there. Um, there is a, like, a, a place that you can submit. Go ahead and... I think it's going to play right away. Hold on a second. Um, you can reach out... Uh, at Rockstar Troy on Twitter, at Rundown Network on Twitter. Please don't want to play for me. I see you trying to autoplay. You bitch. Um, yeah, just to, you know, go ahead and reach out to us, and then uh, I can give you an email address that you can send whatever you want to listen to. So uh, I am going to share my audio with you right now so you can hear it. And then uh, I'm going to play this. So I did not listen to this beforehand. Ooh. It's going to get a little wonky because I'm sharing it, but you just got to listen to it, okay? This is Professor Brutomaz with my new weekly... I don't know what it's, what it's called. Um, bit, I guess. I don't know what the name is going to be, I hope... Troy or haven't put a little bit of the jingle before I talk about it, but this is going to be a weekly a segment on the show where I bitch around something about the week. And I'm going to bitch around... Actually, I'm going to bitch around fans. And I'm going to bitch around fans uh, in a certain decision that WWE decided to make regarding the winner of the man's Money the Bank ladder match theory. I still call him Austin Theory. It's still very difficult for me to call, to, uh, to talk him, call him Theory. But what is strange? Um, I think. Let me be honest. If you don't like the decision because you still feel uncomfortable with Theory regarding the allegations. Under the me the the speaking out movement, totally totally fine with you. I understand. But there's a segment of fans who are absolutely stupid because compare the decision of Terry being uh, the money in the bank um, contract holder with uh, Brock Lesnar, and that is absolutely stupid because uh, in in this way, we are actually creating a, a new superstar with Lesnar. We're just <clears throat> continuing the the last, I don't know, 
10 years, since 2020 to 2012, of Lesnar being on top of WWE and not creating new stars. Actually, this um, theory um, uh, uh, character is more similar to the Edge's ultimate opportunities gimmick than, than anything else um, on the card. But, and this is the thing that irritated me the most, is comparing theory to Sammy Guevara. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely stupid. First of all, Siri is much more uh, into, uh, much more smart in the ring than, than Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara honestly is a little bit of a spot monkey. Um, hopefully, and the worst part is they they compare it in characters. And I'm sorry, but I don't see what um, Siri with a some cunt uh, girlfriend. The only thing that she is known for is her ass uh, running around. No, I see Siri with a interesting character behind it, almost like a chosen one, Drew McIntyre situation. Um, and actually getting over being a heel. We cannot uh, forget that Sammy was supposed to be the face on the first time. This character was originally planned to be the heel, and is getting the heel reaction that he get, that he deserves. He's getting great matches. Last uh, on on Saturday, he had a great match with lastly another great match on with the main event, the ladder match. And he's not making stupid spots. So, and the worst part is that finally we are creating a new star with theory, and people are like. Oh no! Theory is not the guy that should be beating Roman. Hey, smarthead! Roman is a fucking eel. Theory is a fucking eel, so probably Theory is gonna cash in on a on a face. So, or it's gonna be someone like a Brock Lesnar if he's beaten on SummerSlam, or a Drew McIntyre if he beats Roman on Clash at the Counts at the UK, or. It's going to be Cody after winning at the WrestleMania. So, get yourself a break, stupid-ass fans. You need a, you need a closer on that. You need a, you need a closing line. <laughs> Stop sharing your audio because you're echoing like a son of a bitch. Okay. Yeah, you need there to. Yeah, you need to. I think stupid, stupid fans. I'm fine with that. Just to, yeah. So that has been Bruno's bitch around for this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you to Bruno, uh, as always. Just a pleasure. I think he already went to bed. So. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll he'll listen. That's right. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed all it, right. Sure. So I want to thank all of you again. Uh, we are very tired. Um, and uh, we're going to go to bed. So, thank you for listening to us. Adam, thank you for joining me. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, good, good to see, see you, you. too. Uh, why don't you go ahead and send us on home? Bye, Stanger. Bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, 
or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.